The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here he is, Brandon. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show. And now we're, we'll are we finally enter a little more uh, October horror territory on this show. I know we started with a couple of things that, that worked. Um, we're going to bring you another installment of products of the panic. And that means, do you hear the bell toll? Do you hear the graves are shaking? Do you hear, I don't know, Satan quaking? Need that Sammy Terry intro. There you uh, go. It's my lovely tales of <laughs> From the fires of hell, Troy Brownfield of the Saturday Evening Post. There Greetings, Brandon. Welcome. Welcome, brother. brother. Darkness. <laughs> yeah. I, I cheers my blood to you. Because uh, that's what we drink. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a while. I think we did. We get one in last year, or did I think we? We did. I think, I think we, we. Think we got we one. Done maybe three of them. I think we did two to kit. We did well. We did a double special kickoff. Then we did another one. So, yeah. So it's been a while. So for those of you who uh, maybe have found the Brandon Peter show later on, or don't remember, or something, the practice of the panic is Troy and I series of. Looking back at things from the 1980s Satanic Panic uh, period in America, in the United States of America, did Canada have this too? Because you know, I, I'm in this thing now. Everybody, America, America, America. I'm like, you realize Canada is in North. You're probably referring to the America that is North America, which includes Canada, because <clears throat> we're United Statesians. Um, well. I think there maybe <clears throat> we'll have. To, I think we should look at that. I think we should look at the the stuff um, elsewhere yeah. um, because I, I, you and I might have talked about this before. But um, in this century, and um, you know, in Africa in particular, there have been a couple of protracted panics, mm-hmm. notably the Vampire Panic in Malawi. Right. Yeah, you've talked about that one. Crazy. Um, but you know, it's not like other countries are immune from mm-hmm. it, but I think a lot of it was a uniquely American, like U S America, America mm-hmm. expression of hysteria that happened to take a whole decade. Yeah. Cause yeah. Well, it, it, it's funny. Cause like, you know, people, ah, I'm American. I American. I'm like, technically a South American is an American, a central American, <laughs> a central American, which includes those Mexico people you love. People that probably don't that like to say I'm an American, um, <laughs> they're Americans too. We're all Americans over here. Yeah. So it, I, it's 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 just got clarity here for those listening. I'm like, I would slip up and say American. I referring to North America, or I'm referring to North America. But uh, so yeah, the the 1980s Satanic Panic, where they believed devil worship was everywhere. Your neighbor next door was worshiping Satan and going to kidnap your children, eat it, drink its blood, all that sort of thing. Um, 
you got movies, you got television, like it was everything was influenced. Um, we've talked about new the new special about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we talked about heavy metal, which is going to come back in a big way today. Um, but that's kind of what we're looking at: these weird oddities of this period of panic for no reason and just bullshit to scare United States people, United States white people. Um, out of their yeah. minds. Uh, and if so, if you're like, well, and like, look at if you're familiar with Q Anon, uh, that's kind of what's uh, going on today is similar to that. And a lot of stuff you might hear from people uh, leaning hard to a um, right side. And when you hear wild things like liberals drinking blood. Liberal politicians that drink blood and stuff and try to—it's—it's it's a it's a, a reprise of this. Um, it's all been done era. before, as our Canadian neighbors sang. Yeah, 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 and I mean, and religion. Honestly, this was part of like, uh, you know, uh, religion actually was on its way out till Billy Graham wound up in the White House. Not <laughs> yeah. like, not like elected, but wound up influencing. And then it comes back in a way in the eighties and brings this panic with it, um, with yeah. a lot of it. There, there's a couple of things, and um, we talked about them in, in in previous installments. But I think mm-hmm. there's kind of two main things we should probably restate before we get started. Um, number one is um, in 1980, a book came out called Michelle Remembers, mm-hmm. which is a book about. Um, we should the, do a book report on that one sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Satanic ritual abuse (SRA). A lot of the people in the whole panic causing side refer mm-hmm. to it SRA. And um, so this woman talked about all of her experiences where she was um, made a baby factory for Satanists that she gave birth, and she saw one child like eaten and one sacrificed, and blah blah blah. And it was all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was totally made up. And you know she had a uh, psychiatrist that became her partner in this. They went on lots of talk shows, blah, blah, it helped get the ball rolling that, you know, there was a Satanist in every, you know, basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, this coincided with um, Reagan in order to cement his base threw in with Falwell's people, Jerry Falwell, who had already been engaging in lots of moral fights with you know larry flint and other people but um Mm -hmm. they merged this what would be called the moral majority with the republican party in order to secure victory and they did things like attacking jimmy carter for (laughs) yeah it's just so hilarious in the face of it like saying he wasn't a real christian jimmy carter that's what they do with joe biden currently today he's not like and he's a devout catholic (laughs) and and all of this stuff but anyway they win and as Brandon was saying, when, you know, Reagan gets in the White House with these guys, they kind of uh, are emboldened and run roughshod over a lot of the culture at that point. And there's mm-hmm. also a rise in televangelism. And also, one more thing, a huge 80s explosion in talk shows and yep. talk shows all over the screen. They need all kinds of shit to fill the talk show time. And so... If it's on one talk show, all the other ones are going to book it. Yeah. So it's a circuit. Yeah. And speaking of talk shows, today we are going to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Geraldo Rivera special, Devil Worship colon, 
exposing Satan's underground. And beyond the mayhem and monster, it's said that a nationwide network of satanic criminals exists. Start with the warped and wicked Charles Manson. It's everything that human beings don't understand. It's all their fears. It's what they're not sure of. You dig what I'm saying? Satan to me would be God. Well, the demented son of Sam Killer, David Berkowitz. These and others purportedly linked to the devil worship underground. It's all over the United States and probably all over the world because it's just something that people are experimenting with now. Impossible to measure, easy to doubt. The very mention of it invites ridicule. Come out. I won't let her go. No. Often the choice is to avoid confronting it, ignore it, find other explanations, or laugh it off. That is not the choice we have made tonight. We have chosen to ask why. Via satellite, we'll be asking the youngest person on Oklahoma's death row, just 17 when he killed in the name of Satan, why he murdered his own parents. And to Southern California, where we will ask the parents of children in the notorious McMartin Preschool why they claim their kids were satanically abused. And to London, where rock star Ozzy Osbourne will tell us why he feels he and heavy metal music are getting a bum rap. And to the state penitentiary in Angola, Louisiana, to ask convicted killer Charles Gervais why he thought the devil would award him 10,000 souls. The Investigative News Group presents the Geraldo Rivera Special. Devil Worship. Exposing Satan's Underground. Which aired on October 22nd, 1988. I didn't plan that it was going to be an until I was writing the script for this and I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, it was a two moves in mysterious ways. Right. It was a two hour special that ran at 8 p.m. on NBC. Think about that. Yeah. About, this was the event special for primetime television. This and we're about to hit November sweeps too. Like this was they were like we're going up against oh, what was on then. I was going to say Dallas, but that well, would have been like a Thursday night show, I think. But Yeah, I I don't know what would have been the thing, but cuz Sunday, Sunday night football was not that was uh, Monday Night Football was the big national uh, primetime game back then. Sunday Night was that was did Sunday ESPN was NBC, right? Huh? Sunday Night was NBC right? Sunday Night Football was on NBC, and then Monday had. Um, well, I know ESPN got a hold of Sunday Night Football at some point, and then when then they switched because Monday night. night used to be ABC, used to be Monday Night Football. Right. The, the night game, the Sunday Night game, was on like ESPN. And then the importance of them changed when they put the NFL on NBC for primetime back in like 2005 or 2006. Yeah, you're right. Because on on um, football, always made 60 minutes run late. So it would have yep. been on the other network. So mm-hmm. not CBS. But um, but yeah, th- this particular time also followed um, over the preceding couple of years, Geraldo had done um other sensationalized specials but they were shown in syndication mm-hmm. and the al capone's vault special probably the most infamous right but it was a syndicated thing so it was shown on you know 
the local channels that paid to run it for the kids right. that don't know what syndicated is because it doesn't really exist that much anymore. But um, syndicated primetime anyway. But, um, you know, NBC wanted some of that, you know, low budget, high ratings Geraldo action. Right. Because it was syndicated, but they got ratings like that was. Yeah. And uh, well, I'll, I'll spoil this right now. A third of U.S. households watching TV on that Thursday night in October of 1988 were watching this show. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday night. Oh, it was Sunday. I thought it was this is a Sunday. No, it was a Sunday. Like, Holy day. You got to have it on then to fight the. So this, this, and it didn't bring what NBC like thought it would. Like, so this stirred such an advertiser resistance to it. Like people did not want this. Like, so they had to sell commercials at half price, apparently. And then uh, NBC News was mad. They felt it was below the standards of their network. Uh, the show, it met oppositions in some corners of the network. Uh, NBC's The Morning Program Today refused to allow Geraldo Rivera on the air to promote this show. And then also, um, Part of the reluctance to advertisers wanting to pay or be part of the show uh, was the show was not taped until late the day before it aired and give, gave the clients no chance to screen the program before buying airtime uh, for ads. So this is cheap. They filmed it the day before it aired. Like, I, I there's... they. Go to a package, yes, but this is like nightly news, like uh, production, like with just like an extra day to produce it. You know, that's yeah. Well, and it it, it deploys the talk show setup of you know Geraldo's in front of the studio audience. And... It's sort of like, but it's not like a studio, like a talk show. It looks like a class. It's trying to be a classroom because they got the folding chairs yeah. and stuff, so it's not quite comfortable for his people to sit there so they're squirmy i wonder if that's by design just to make them not comfortable sitting for a two-hour special i I think it was the la times that said nbc lost half a million dollars on the advertising because they had to give away so much to even sell ads uh, because people were so not into it (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's crazy and it's sensationalized and if you if you have listened to the episodes where we talk about, um, well, la- I believe it was last year, we did the WNUF Halloween special. I did that with Jessica, which Troy, you and I had done it on my old show before. And then uh, we did the second WNUF Halloween special. And this feels like if you put them side by side, you'd think this Geraldo one was up for shits and giggles some of the time. Yeah, and if nothing else, that speaks to the absolute quality and authenticity of the WNUF. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like th- those guys um, just nail it in so many mm-hmm. profound ways, and this is this is the proof is that these show and and we'll we'll get into it as we kind of break stuff down, but mm-hmm. um, you know, like teasing setup, sinisterly edited package, lack of yeah. Con- next thing <laughs> and constantly going to that that home screen of the logo which looks like the like the the title card that they keep playing and playing with that little theme song yeah it looks like 
like a training video from like a workplace, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, it doesn't say seem like Satan. It looks like maybe some high school kids will think this looks cool when they're working at X grocery store or department store. Uh, but it, I'm just like that's it doesn't look scary. Wouldn't you want it to be scary looking? Like, yeah. like the WNUF had the scary stuff at least, but this was like. And the music doesn't sound good. Like it's like bah, 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 bah. it sounds like just the nightly news yeah. or something. It, it's the the production values are absolutely dreadful. Mm-hmm. It's it's a terrible looking piece. <laughs> it's a terrible. It is, and you know, like the way like the way this plays off, the way the personalities are, the way the debates go, the way that everything happens here this feels like seeds planted and i'm sure all the talk shows did it for what will become cable news yeah i'll I'll say cable news but i see in my mind i see fox news in it i'm sure someone more conservative based than i mean could see cnn or something in it but it because cnn care those msnbc cnn they carry that extremism to a different degree but it's there but i think the the, the embrace of it seems fox newsish yeah. um but I, you can I'll, I'll say i'll just generally lay out cable news here even though i i point my finger at fox right away but there are some qualities right. of the others taken from this and and just because you know history is sometimes a series of cascading waves at roughly the same time that this is happening was when um the U.S. government fast-tracked Lachlan Murdoch's application for citizenship because he wanted oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to buy the TV stations in the U.S. and he wasn't a citizen; he's Australian, and so they he vacated his Australian citizenship and was fast-tracked because he was a friend of Ron mm-hmm. uh, his citizenship application, and then he buys the networks, which leads you know he buys all the local affiliates, which leads to the creation of fox as separate mm-hmm. you know entities including the the news network which you know doesn't debut into the 90s but he started doing this kind of stuff on the local stations first right. the local news the stuff you've heard in the last few years about like certain stations getting sent the news things that they're supposed to read um that was that's murdoch shit yeah and this is it's the same time as what is happening right here in this yeah. special and this is 88. This is late into the panic. Like this special yeah. probably had a better place in 85, 84. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it's very much, um, it, it feels in a way like it's trying to keep it going. <laughs> it's kind of what? Yeah, okay, it feels yeah, like it's yeah. trying to keep it going. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. It's like, hey, we need to get some fire in this. So like uh, this, this, it starts out, you know, Geraldo and the people, like he comes out hot for heavy metal like instantly that's the blame like they probably spent a good 20 the first 20 minutes of this like demonizing heavy metal and there's such awful shit here to where like unprofessional i'll I'll say yeah for what he's doing because there's clips of rockers Geraldo's given a voiceover and they interview a guy from a band, like a like a more independent heavy metal band, and he's like, "Well, our music is not meant this. We're doing this." The, he's explaining himself why they they have like 
their imagery and stuff like that and what what they're meant to do with their show. And right after, Geraldo's voice goes, Bull. Yeah, that's King Diamond. That's Venom. Okay. And later, King Diamond, who's talking. Okay. I couldn't remember. He's incredibly articulate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he starts out, there's an undeniable connection to heavy metal rock and roll. And, you know, he's Wasp, Lair, Megadeth, Iron Maiden. Uh, and, like, there's a guy they interview named Spike who's the Satanist, right? Uh, but, like, he's saying bull in the voiceover. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's some bullsh- bullshit. I'll say bull. Well, yeah. And this is. This goes to another hobby horse of mine. Um, you hear a lot this phrase a lot: journalistic objectivity, and what it's supposed to mean, and what it, what it used to mean, and what it's supposed to mean is that when you present the news in a TV, radio format, or even a print format, mm-hmm. that if you are doing non-opinion news, like a news report or a straight news story or whatnot, then the writer or the presenter, reporter, etc is presenting it without comment. Objective right. means you're saying it without passing judgment or injecting your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. What the, the Murdoch brand has done has they've twisted objectivity to mean both sidism. Mm-hmm. And so what you've got here is Geraldo doesn't have King Diamond talk about it and then present a counterbalance like an opposing party. He plays the opposing party. Right, yeah. And He's like, no, you know, bull, yeah, yeah. I, I have a question about Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Just one? Probably many, but <laughs> is he is he some deeply religious guy? Like, is that because I I never I don't know. Like, I get he's trying to go over a cause, and you religious people. It feels like you religious people should feel this way. You, but I don't feel he's. Yeah. I don't sense any bit of religion coming from this guy yeah i honestly don't know um what his background is but i mean he's certainly trying to uh play moral crusader here and mm-hmm. then you know i'm warning you about the danger <laughs> yeah like it feels like he's a, a figurehead of some somebody else trying to say the message rather than he really buys this cause mm. the whole time. And he's, he's trying to oversell it. Like, I don't, I feel his conviction to win every battle he's in here, but I yeah. don't feel his conviction conviction of like the cause here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it, it's funny. Like there's no, when they start this thing, there is no overview of tonight. We're going to do this. It is straight to heavy metal. Like yeah. straight in, like this devil rock. Your kids are probably, you know, and they have the mom that's like, "Well, I thought it was a fad. I had, th- I thought it was a phase, like I did. Well, I was something. I saw the album colors; they yeah. were ugly, but if they were sold in stores, I felt it was okay because it was okay. Yeah, because <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, and you know, the, the Henry Rollins once said. Uh, in in respect to the idea of parents being afraid of music, he talked about and, and you know this this example is bad in retrospect for for what he is, but um, he said 
you know, everything that kids went through in the seventies with Zeppelin and kids went through the eighties with heavy metal, you know, kids in the nineties, they, um, happily come home with, you know, their copy of Antichrist Superstar. And it's like, right. oh, dad, I'm into this guy. Fuck you. You fucked up. You're terrible parents. I'm into the, <laughs> you know, he's like, cause that's, that's what each generation does. They find something that's extreme in some way. And yeah, go, we had white ah. zombie. We had Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah. But those guys were like lame compared to the, you know, old, the eighties metal guys or the seventies. Yeah. They, they were, these guys were for show, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they bring Ozzy on for this metal and he's just like, Oh no, man, I'm just, yeah, I have songs about Satan. I do like this part of my thing. And I love it. He's like, people, you feel responsible. He's like, and I love Ozzy. He's like, I don't feel responsible. I feel persecuted, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just, well, there's some people that disagree with you here. Like, yeah. <laughs> persecuted. I'm like, yeah, you should. Like, it, it's a wonderfully lucid Ozzy Osbourne, we should say. Yeah. Ozzy's it, very clear. And, yeah. And it's funny because I'm, I'd have to look. I don't want to disparage the Oz, but I'm pretty sure he's nowhere near sober at this point. No. And, and, you know, this is a guy who earlier in that same decade that on his first tour with Motley Crue, they witnessed him snort a line of ants. Yeah. So it's hilarious on the face of it that of course they chose Ozzy. They want to choose the guy that's the, the wild man, the, the bat guy, the pigeon guy and all this stuff. And he's like, no, I, I feel like they're, it's not me. Yeah. What is he? It's funny. Cause he's like. It's it's perm Ozzy, and then he's got like he's got like a you know like your grandma or you know, the shoulder pads jacket, and, yeah, and like sitting there, and he looks like he's on like Nightline with the background, <laughs> like yeah, they got like there is nothing. They you think that the set of this thing would be scary, the things they would be do scary, but it's not. It's all like matter of fact news, like. Don't do drugs. I think they got the don't do drugs set for the don't do Satan set. Like that's <laughs> right. what they that's what it reeks of here. That's what. But yeah, so they have. Um, I'll, I I want to mention too as they go through this, they interview people, and some of them have blurred faces, right? Yeah, that are not that blurred. That I see, I'm like, I can see that guy's face. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, I see it's supposed to be blurred, but I. Was he like, I would like 10% blur, please. We we talked to Joe, not his real name. <laughs> the, the one guy, uh, um, Nick Patron, who's a stand-up comedian who did a really large analysis uh, mm-hmm. of this, a 10-part analysis for Trouble City, in fact, refers to one of the guys as Mr. Flock of Seagulls because he's got the hat on but the curly hair sticking right. out. He's vaguely blurred. Yes. And, uh, but you can totally see that guy's face. There's no, <laughs> there's I mean, no blur. You just, it's clear it, as day. It, it's like a, it's like a ten percent filter. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. And I, and I love the, um, the scare tactics uh, Geraldo uses during this. Is like, like that Satan is even in the heartland of this country. The heartland, 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 heartland. Bible Belt. You Midwestern scared people. The people that big cities scare. It's in your neighborhood. Because Geraldo cares about the heartland. And and that, Brandon and I, having come from Indiana, have to tell you that a 
That's really why Indiana needs to invest in more activity centers for its young people. Yes. They don't have a place to go to to uh, play basketball or have dances. They're going to go out and find Satan. Yep. That's what He's happens. in the cornfields. He's just waiting. He's waiting. He's in charge of the corn. <laughs> he who walks behind the rose. Malachi. Is us. So, yeah, they, he talks about um, up here there's, like, grave robbing. And this like stealing the the right knuckle, and they have this expert guy out there. That's what I'm like, talking about. They get the rotten knuckle, and I think they wear them as a necklace or whatever. I'm like, how come we don't see these necklaces? No one's got evidence of these necklaces. It's it's so funny. Like, yeah, like like everybody should know that that's a thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a family of raccoons sitting up there in a tree. It's like, hey, did Rudy get the right knuckle? Yeah, Rudy's in the club. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, is that a right? Let me look. Oh, it's it's a female right knuckle. That's why I was thrown off. Okay, okay, totally got yeah. But yeah, it's it's so wild that. Um, and did you notice like, and this is kind of just going over the whole thing. So he brings on. There are plenty of like experts that are brought into this. There's. Uh, there's police, there's medical, uh, there's other, there's priests, of course, but do you notice, like, everybody who's in, like, the law profession with this is, like, retired and yeah. not actively in the force? And they're like, why isn't this happening? And I'm like, probably because, why don't you ask your colleagues or... Or call the other town, and they're like, "Well, it's because it's bullshit." So this isn't that. Yeah. But the angry, shouting, questioning man is a lot more convincing than just not showing up because it's like, "Yeah, dude, it's bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> you know? there's an interesting counter narrative here that that you could look at in, in terms of. Um, we'll we're, we'll talk about a couple of the other things, but like maybe the rise of the police expert in yeah. stuff because, um, and we'll we'll touch on Berkowitz a little bit later but um maury terry who wrote mm-hmm. the old oh yeah he comes on here, yeah. he's he's in this special um i, I only mentioned him now because he was famous in part for his reporting on the son of sam and for interviewing berkowitz and you know mm-hmm. letting berkowitz take him on a ride about this whole network of serial killers but when you had a real interviewer john douglas the guy who co-founded the behavioral science unit of the FBI who wrote mm-hmm. mind Hunter and all those books yeah. is the basis for criminal minds and all that. He sat down with Berkowitz and five minutes into the interview when Berkowitz was talking about his devil stuff. He's like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and Berkowitz like broke Berkowitz said that he went to the devil stuff to try to cop a plea. And you know, Douglas never forgave the guys that propagated. Yeah the devil thing because he had that bastard eating out of his hand just a few minutes mm. into it because he didn't buy it. He was conditioned not to buy it because he, you know, he was part of the group that founded the principles of behavioral science for the FBI. So he wasn't buying this crap, right. but you know, some of these guys who had no training and it, it kind of goes to this thing that, uh, you know, Alan Moore, a great comic book writer and uh, mm-hmm. self-styled magician, uh, said, <laughs> it, it, this is just a paraphrase, but he, people are more comfortable believing in conspiracies because when you confront the reality that there 
is nothing steering the ship, that there is no body in control, that there is no force, then that's way more terrifying than the idea that someone's manipulating everything behind the scenes. Right. This is true. The truth is always either more boring or boring and scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they do that. Um, so he's there, like all these experts, like, I just have to wonder, I'm like, nobody's actively in it. They're all old and grumpy guys that just too much time on their hands. And they're like, well, uh, why don't police go undercover? They don't want to go undercover. Like what the? F- they won't get involved. They'll have to. They'll have to kill somebody to be undercover. <laughs> like, what? Like, if the police officer's undercover, they know this. This isn't the Departed. They'll know he's undercover with the Satanists. The Satanists aren't undercover in the police. Yeah. And if he disappears, well, shit. Let's go. At, let's go. You know, like it's the biggest like excuse machine. In the world, because you have nothing, because there is yeah. nothing, and, and it's a whole lot of local PD people. You know, in the eighties, there's this period where we have a shitload of DEA and CIA guys embedded in South America and in different places, and some of these guys do get killed, right? Yeah, working on the Panama stuff and Colombia stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we didn't have people put in precarious situations where they might have to take somebody out. They right. were there. They just weren't these guys. Yeah. And they were in this stuff because there wasn't any. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's so dangerous to go hang with a bunch of dorks that are just atheists and agnostic people. <laughs> you know, like just <laughs> in black bathrooms. Yeah, like hey, Phil didn't stop at Penny's to get his black bathroom. Somebody so, give Phil a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what happened there? Would they drink blood? So now they just had like a chapter meeting. Um, uh, Derek, or as he goes by Ezekiel, uh, he's back, or he's backed up on his dues. They're really they're angry at him. I thought they were gonna maybe drink his blood or something, but no, they they threatened collections. That's what uh, that's what happened. <laughs> that's a great idea. They're all sitting around in a circle. <laughs> Who wants to share? Oh, I do. Oh, go ahead, Bill. It's Behemoth. Okay, Behemoth. Hi, I'm Behemoth. everybody. <laughs> Hi, Behemoth. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. That'd be a great sketch. (laughs) We have our formal this weekend. Uh, (laughs) Troy and I are going to make this one day. The colors are black and red. (laughs) If we ever have the time, we will make that as like a promo video for (laughs) an ongoing sitcom (laughs) Satanist chapter. You read that verse last week. Uh, well, get a lot out of it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so he has this like the people on stage. So it's like a talk show where you have the people sitting yeah. up there, but he doesn't use them often enough. One person like doesn't get much, and I think he has trouble with the one guy because he's outwitting Geraldo. <laughs> show so they yeah. have oh i can't remember her name there's a woman and her father's some noted it, her, it's on lavey's daughter I one, one okay of his daughters i believe it was his youngest okay and um her name's escaped me at the moment but she went on the show um because she tried to convince her dad that this kind of offensive was something that they had to deal with 
And LeVay was like, ah, fuck it. I was Satan before, I'll be Satan after. You know, you know, it's the yeah. Jane. I bang Jane Mansfield, you know, and it's <laughs> uh but you know, he didn't want to do anything with it, he just withdrew from it. And she decided to engage, but she's at this point, she herself has not been given a lot of media training. Yeah, you can tell she's been on TV, but he doesn't let her. She gets owned by Geraldo because she's trapped in his tricks that she is not experienced enough to know better. Yeah. And in fact, she did interviews later on about the special talking about how she worked on her presence because of the fact that she felt she got kind of worked on the. Okay. That, you know that they are, they sensed that you know she's not maybe as experienced as that. And then okay. um her dad did come out and talk for a it was a couple of years later for a Rolling Stone interview. Um which has the genius title of it's hard being evil in a world that's gone to hell. Uh, <laughs> but, so that's he, great. he he came out and talked to uh, you know finally after this period of stuff was sort of on the way out and gave a great interview it's really funny he is so full of shit too but it's <laughs> but it's you know yeah yeah so yeah they have her and she's yeah she gets quieted quickly after answering when she answers questions or she's like uh well and she sh- thinks too hard about what she's gonna say mm-hmm. to be careful uh, then there's my my favorite person uh, in this whole thing, <laughs> who I have dubbed Colonel Satan. Um, Colonel Satan. He's a he's a uh, Satanist preacher, uh, and he and uh, he's he's on there. He he's he dresses the part, um, but he looks like some. He looks like uh, what we all think uh, Butch Patrick would have grown up to be. You he, know, it's like the dudes from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he talks about. This stuff being, you know, uh, products of a broken, misguided, like the murders is what he gets first attacked about. And he talks about being uh, these murders being products of broken, misguided people. And um, he doesn't say it. uh, Well, like they grill him about it. And he talks about Satanism and stuff. But I I feel like all the stuff in this and it was clicking with me with like Geraldo talking about it and these people, their accusations. Yeah, they sound like. The thing, like they sound just like um, what we would think about Christians today that go out and shoot people up and stuff in the name yeah. of in the name of Jesus and stuff. But this is just, this is just like Satan, and this is where they're accusing these Satanists of doing things that the Christian people would be doing a couple decades later. Yeah, and mass. Now, you know? I, I think it's around this part. You know, they they're talking to a couple of people in the studio and so forth. There's a uh, reverend. Um, James Labar, who is spoken to. Okay. And I mentioned him as kind of a bridge because when I talked about uh, earlier, I mentioned that 2020 had that exorcism mm-hmm. special. Labar was the guy that was instrumental in setting up that exorcism for the special. So he's another one of these dudes that's deep in all of the promotional wing. Right. Panic, <laughs> panic. Because they, they keep coming back, they're recurring characters. Yeah, is it there's he's not the priest. There's one priest that talks about there's this small town where they they feel like there's some satanist murders going around. They show the like fil- clips inside the church or something and the woman's like, "All due respect and I love Jesus, but I'm going to carry my gun cuz I'm scared." Yeah. 
Yeah, he, Labar is from the New York diocese, so I, I think it was a different one. But okay. Oh yeah, Cause, yeah. Because there's yeah, there's that one. Um, and then there's like exorcism stuff. That's one of the big uh, areas he covers, and he gives the disclaimer constantly: do not let the kids come. If your kids are still watching. This is the point, which is just saying, kids, watch this. Kids, yeah. watch this. Kids, watch this. And they go through all the the exorcisms. They, they show they, they show clips from uh, The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby, which are probably the most recognizable movie clips shown in this because there's other movie clips and stuff yeah. shown in this that are supposed to be real Satanist and stuff. But I'm like, that's from a movie. That's from a TV. That's not like, and it's like, they're trying to show it as if it's real footage from like Satan cult meetings and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. that's a, that's a movie. That's not a real church. That's what are you? And so. Well yeah. Done, huh? And it, it's funny about um, exorcist and Rosemary's baby, because for, mm-hmm. you know, pretty obvious reasons, these were, films that were made um more than a decade earlier exorcist you know, 73 rosemary's baby before that and yeah then, they're they're relatively fresh i mean in terms of i mean they're legendary films at this point but they're 15 and 20 years old maybe yeah and so there's this there's a they were very big at the time for causing a lot of controversy rosemary's baby came out Yep. About the same time as the um, Is God Dead controversy from the Time Magazine cover and all of that. And then when The Exorcist came in, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things about The Exorcist, mm-hmm. turns 50 this year, is that it opened on December 26th, which is just like Warner Brothers going, ha, ha, here's your holiday movie. You want your holiday movie? <laughs> and, uh, but it's, but it, it, there was a firestorm around The Exorcist of controversy and, and everything about the content. So I think that invoking these, there's a little bit of that crossover content, but invoking both of those is just like a real easy button pusher for the, you know, people in the audience that would be mm-hmm. put off by those films anyway. Yeah. So, Remember these things you hated? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to show you pictures of these things you hated to get you more riled up. Keep getting Yeah, here you go. I'm going to tell you about it. But yeah, that, um, these uh, yeah, the Satanists that we have up on front and center, they're the like I said before though they're um, they 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 appear to be brought on in a discussion fashion, but they're simply there for scares and simple answers to be judged. Like that's yeah. pretty much uh what he wants out of them. Um, and uh, Colonel Satan, as you referred to, because yep. he's Colonel in the United States Army, yes. Uh, ends up later writing a book about a different panic within the army, the, the Presidio, the 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 base uh, the movie's named after. Uh, okay. There's a molestation scandal at the Presidio. They bring that up here. And yeah. They, yeah. That the base chaplain tried to accuse him of being involved, and uh, he ended up writing a book about it, about how he had to deal with this asshat and clear his name over yeah. a long period of time. And there's actually... Um, I, I've seen a couple of photos of the much older Colonel Satan in his dress uniform. He's got white oh. hair. He's still got some wacky eyebrows. Right. His hair is white. He's older and he's decked out in dress with his medals on. And I'm like, you know, he he was a legit. Oh, I don't know where he is now, but he's mm-hmm. he was a legit officer and wrote a book about having to deal with all this. 
Still at this Satanism in our army. <laughs> That's you can't on. handle the truth. Yeah, they. Yeah, the, this guy. This guy's very fast. He's very. He whatever Geraldo wants him to say back. He's not. It's not what Geraldo wants. Geraldo, the guy never loses his cool. Right. He keeps calm. He speaks in facts. He speaks in what's true, what's not. But um, they 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 do out uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Jane Mansfield as Satanists in this. The the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. thing is pretty. Um, yeah, both of these are actually pretty well known um, trivia bits. But really, it's Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, you know, he converted Judaism, but he just hung out with a lot of different cats, and so Anton Lavey liked being around famous people and. Yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. and Anton LaVey are just like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no different than the, the Beatles visiting that guru guy for a bit, you know, like... Yeah, the that was, a, that was That was a thing. The Post the two issues on that in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Jane Mansfield um, was introduced to him after an event at a party. That's pretty well documented. There were photos of it. And one mm-hmm. of LaVey's daughters, I think he has three said, oh, yeah, they totally hooked up over a period of time. But, you know, you can't, you know, you can either say that or not. He right. always said it was true. But who's not? <laughs> you yeah. know? Right, yeah. I'm not going to deny it. Sure. Like, we played cards and, you know, I did a blessing. And it's like one day your daughter will be on the longest running TV show of all time. And <laughs> um, no, he's not going to say that. He's like, oh, yeah, Jane Mansfield, totally. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh <laughs> So they also they also bring up uh, contemporary Satanists. Yeah, uh, they like animal sacrifice, mutilations, um, and so they go all these all these animal mutilations and stuff. Like, and then like, there's no evidence that Satanism going on. Like, yeah. there, there's this small. I think that was where the small town with the, the preacher thing came from, with the woman with the gun. But like, they're looking around like. Are there wolves here? Are there like, but it's all drained of the blood. The blood's all drained. It's all gone. Yeah, like, because you know, an animal that's torn in half by a coyote does not exsanguinate. You know, right. that's there, there's there's no that's the one thing that's always driven me nuts about the um, animal mutilations that are just you know raccoons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's probably a dog, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, you find a dead animal in the park, probably just died. It's a yeah. park. There are animals there. That's what they do. Their life they, cycle yeah. is short. Right. It's so weird, but yeah. But Geraldo and his push to prove, um, like, there's so much stuff in here that, like, is forced in here to be Satanism and clearly isn't. Like, yeah. I want to jump ahead. To, I'm going to jump ahead speaking about that. Go right ahead. Uh, the the Kansas City uh, homosexual killer guy, which they mentioned for a small amount of money, these kids will do anything with anyone, and they try yeah. to spin this into Satanism. I think I'm like, this is just some sick fuck. Like, there's nothing that says he's a Satanist too. It's yeah. just like he was just like into some, and he wasn't killing a lot of them. He was just abusing. Hmm. Like they found one, oh no, they found like a body in his backyard or a skull in his house. And then, like, that was it. But, like, he was just like abusing people that were homeless kids on the street because he could get away with it because he had some sort of perverted sexual faith. There was nothing Satanism 
There's nothing Satanist about this guy. Like he was a sexual abuser, p- potential murder. Well, he was convicted of a couple murders, but like that was probably him taking his sexual abuse too far. Yeah, and um, well, I'll just ping pong off of that to the Maury Terry thing real quick. Mm-hmm. We talk about these murders and ascribing satanic motives to them. Yeah, um, that was part of Terry's whole bag because he studied. Berkowitz and then wrote the book. He tried to connect all these different people. And, you know, Henry Lee Lucas, serial killer, horrible mm-hmm. person. But when he found out they're interested in like a satanic angle, he played to it. Berkowitz played to it because of right. his defense and all these guys. And so you had all these guys that were poking at the Satan bear. And then you had one guy that was legit, and that was Richard Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Ramirez was 100%, you know, for it's, it's the one in every crowd. If, if right. you watch the Night Stalker um, documentary on Netflix or read anything extensively about Richard Ramirez, that guy was 100% the Prince of fucking Darkness. That guy was insane. And gotcha. really, he believed the devil shit, but it was very particular to him. He didn't have a team. He was he was insane. So he I mean, took the sex literally, which they yeah. talk about here. <laughs> in this, uh, The text is not meant to be taken literally. We've already established that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's the super villain of the group. He's well. There's also in this one. There's the villain. There's that guy who's convicted that they speak to from jail yes, and his God, his lawyer. Uh, which I feel like I'm like, how much they pay that guy or offer that guy to just like go any way the Colonel Satan wasn't in the conversation. Like it feels like he's trying to get under Colonel Satan's skin. Like it doesn't feel like he's like no, actually, it feels like he's trying to push buttons. Yeah, and and Colonel like, Satan's not buying it. Like, he, did he get a couple steak meals at the penitentiary for doing that? Like, it, it doesn't yeah. feel genuine. It feels no, like he's like. <laughs> it's very robotic. It's very like he's reading from a. But both of the guys they talk to from mm-hmm. prison seem like they're reading off of cards that are off camera. Right, and. Yeah, and Geraldo, yeah, because Geraldo likes to wants to grill his Satanist. Pre- he's like slandering him and trying to bully his way, and the guy clearly just states facts and stuff. And uh, there, there's also he's like Geraldo's like Satanism may be another constitutionally protected religion, but well, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he talks about the soldiers because you know allowing a Satanist in the military, and I'm like, well, why do our soldiers have to be religious? What is this? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, they, it's like, everybody needs to have the Sergeant York problem, right? That they right. I, I have a I have a deep conviction against killing people, but I'm going to have to for to protect my country. Or then you have Muhammad Ali, who gets his title stripped away because he didn't have no quarrel with those Kong. I mean, yeah. you know, they they don't like any kind of moral flexibility in terms of I don't want to kill people, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't you want? <laughs> right, it, it, it's. It's bizarre. Like, and it's it's like when someone I saw someone talking once. I was like, so like, what's up with this? Like, the flag is supposed to represent all of us. When did it become just the troops? You know, like yeah. our country flag. Like, and 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 at that only Christian troops. Yeah, <laughs> like it this. was about twenty one years ago. Uh, um, yeah, but you know, can't you just see that this could go to the uh, to the sitcom too? Yeah, the soldiers are just sitting around. It's like, hey, remember that night where Kandahar and Frank refused to actually absolutely refused to kill the locals until we found a chicken to sacrifice? 
they're going around Canada Hearts like, what about a goat? And he's like, no, it's a Thursday. It's got to be a chicken. Yeah. It's got to be a chicken. <laughs> oh. You know. But, yeah. I have a Patreon, so if you keep adding to it and fund this program, <laughs> you might get it. Uh, Those crazy cultists spelled with a K. There you go. Yeah. We get more murder stuff or stuff like uh, two doctors. Two doctors have provided medical evidence. Um, at, it's Satanism. Um <laughs> so and there's these kids murdering people and these calls so they they go over but I'm like where are the bodies? Uh the family's looking for them? Like what they just It's like a what if these kids were doing this? But let's talk about it like it is happening. Yeah, and it, it very very closely related to um the 60 minutes Dungeons and Dragons special that we did an earlier mm-hmm. episode on. Right. Is any wave of conjecture that you could try to say this kid killed themselves because they played D and D or this kid killed his mom. So it's Satan mm-hmm. as opposed to mental illness. Yeah. Reprisal for abuse, two people fighting bullying. <laughs> yeah. Bullying. You know, there's all these and, and to, to a case, um, the, the I'd say most, most of these murders are explained by other things very clearly once you look at them absent the Geraldo special. Yeah. If you pick up the thing, they say this happened. And then the investigator said, you know, Oh, it's cultish. And then later they're like, no, it's this. <laughs> and, right. Well, there's this kid that's in jail for him and his buddies, like killing a kid just for like beating him to death. Yeah. And it's like, there's no Satanism connection here. It's just like, someone was like, Hey, what kind of music do you like? He's like, Heavy metal, like, oh, you know, you might have killed that kid because you listened to heavy metal music, which heavy metal music equals Satan. So you were a Satanist. Like, that's that's the connection they go with. Yeah. And as we learned in the other video we did, nearly yes. everything is Satanic, because they even everything Houston in that boat. Oh, right, right. Bananarama and Brittany Houston, Satan's groups. Um, of course, guess who's... Guess, Guest, uh, guest star stopping by is Charles Manson stops by on this one. Uh, introduced as, along with Hitler, today's top satanic celebrity. (laughs) 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 And the way Haraldo is like, along with Hitler, today's top satanic celebrity, because he is in full tabloid mode in this, which I don't know if Haraldo has another mode, but and far be it for me to defend Charles Manson. But But I'm gonna. Those those quotes uh, that they have are hilariously edited down sound bites from a kind of half hour ramble monologue he gave Uh, to a different interviewer. Right, yeah. And and they just took these little parts out and make make him look crazy. Well, you know, it's like, huh, is there a way to make Manson look worse? Right. Um, you know, he's got the swastika on his head, and oh wait, he's fucking Charles Manson. But can we make him look worse? <laughs> right. <laughs> Very deliberately chosen these slides. You can always tell kids when you're watching an interview, and if there's a jump cut in the middle instead of the person speaking the complete quote, that's one key that it might be bullshit. Right. So that they're patching the sound and the sentences around as they keep switching the angles of where he's sitting in the same conversation yeah but if you ever saw manson interviewed 
at this point in the 80s and everything, all of his stuff was just, oh, the cameras are on me. I'm going to do my mm-hmm. devil man thing because that's what they, that's the show they came to see. It's, yeah. You know, and Kiss finally realized they needed to put the makeup back on. That's Manson <laughs> interview. You know, he's right. Hey, blah, blah, blah. oh, they're done. All right. I'm going to go read a book. You know, right. And, yeah. Manson, of course, was an evil man who took advantage of women and, you know, spurred people to kill other people and all this other horse shit he did. But it, they still, that wasn't enough for them. They had to manipulate the video. Right, yeah, I know that's yep. We had to make him look worse. They also have a guy that I felt like is he genuine? This Nicholas Shrek guy, I felt like oh, paid oh. actor. No, he's he's the he's in a band. Okay, and um, the uh, in fact, spoiler warning, Lavey's daughter. Okay, was his wife. Oh, and he was according to other people in that interview deadpan fucking around with the interviewer. <laughs> so he's like, I would really like to see murder on a grand scale. I would Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's fucking with them. Oh, that's good. According to other sources that they're like, oh the interviewer's here. Hang on. I want to see death and destruction. Okay, was that was that good? That's a good take. All right, I'm out. You guys see like that? Is that what you wanted? All right, cool. Yeah, me and Anton's daughter are gonna grab some pizza. You go over uh, yeah, so it's so apparent, but that guy that guy's in a band, and they were a shock kind of music. Okay. But yeah, he he one hundred percent was like, oh, the cameras are on me, <laughs> right? Well, and then uh, they also bring this guy Charlie, who's like in jail or something, and he's like, tell us tell us about this. And he goes, well, Geraldo, I can't talk about my case. <laughs> Yeah. And then Charlie gets like pissed. He's like, Charlie, get to the Satanism. Where were you going to get the this power? Where were you going to get this power? Where were you going to get, use this power? And I'm 10, like, souls. And I'm like, you could ask this same thing about uh religious zealots who think they're gonna have like where are you gonna get this power? Like if if your book allows power but you question the other book giving power, like Okay. Yeah, the the ten thousand souls are the uh, seventy two virgins of. Uh, yes. Yeah. Prison. Yeah. Exactly. I, but I do. I, I I love that. I mean, I saw. I I don't remember if I saw the whole thing or not. I know I saw it when it was on, at least part of mm-hmm. it. But when the guy said, "I can't talk about my case," that I just laughed <laughs> out loud because it's it's exactly what the guy should say. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, this guy at least has a lawyer. That, right. Yeah. That, like oh Henry, they're gonna put you on the Satan special. Just just say you can't talk about your case. Yeah, it was so. I I, 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 I laughed. Um, and these these testimonies they have here too, like they feel um rehearsed. Uh, they start getting into the uh the breeders, where I have there's a woman whose name comes up and it says former breeder. <laughs> uh, and there's this he, one- he played guitar before Kim put Kelly. On guitar. Yeah. Uh, That's <laughs> low hanging joke. Sorry. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, like, this one woman with glasses on, long black hair, who's obviously undiscernible as a person, like, fake, right? Like, I was like, she's like, oh, they did that to me. Oh, my God. I was like, this is, this is bad. This is, <laughs> who are you selling here? 
the dentist in WNUF Halloween special is Olivier compared to what you're doing here, ma'am. Yeah. But, you know, the, the breeder thing was part of the, um, I mentioned it earlier in the, uh, Michelle remembers that, that mm-hmm. whole thing of, you know, we're, we're breeding children just to have them to sacrifice. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think Nick Shrek comes back here and like, was it Nick Shrek or somebody when they're talking about the breeders and stuff? And they're like, why don't you have your own? He's like, why would we want these people? Why? We don't want, we wouldn't have anything to do with their mediocre lifestyles. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was, uh, yeah, I kicked out of that. Medium Satanist. Medium Satanist. I believe we need to believe them. That was one of the things someone said. Um, and then they, oh yeah, where are the bodies? If they're doing, if they're they're making you have babies and like sacrificing the brother, like they burn them, they put them in concrete, and then, and this is it, and I quote, they eat them and make the bones out of tools. They don't make the tools out of bones; they make the bones out of tools. That is a I rewound it. That is a direct quote because I was like, did she say bones out of tools? <laughs> she did because they bring this like woman, they bring this woman on this like ultra conservative dressed expert of I don't know what that's just like yeah yeah and you can see she's wearing the big poofy dress it's like yeah uh, well there, yeah. What, yeah there's a whole network of those people at this time too yeah, with, yeah. along with the cop experts and the Maury Terry's and everything there's this yeah. network of Right, conservative that are appearing on all of the talk show, and she's one of them. But it's yeah, and then there's uh, th- this is about the part where the Colonel Satan starts getting and how like had enough. He's like, never a name here, never an arrest. Name them, arrest them. Name them. If they're doing murders or suspected. Name them, arrest because they can't because it's bullshit. Yeah. But the cops yeah. are. It's a lot of work. Um, we officers don't want to do this. This it's a lot of work. I'm like. To stop murders and sacrifices and abuse? That's a lot of hey, work. There are kids skateboarding that they need to harass. Mm-hmm. There are black guys that have to be pulled over. Don't you know anything about law enforcement? Right, yeah. that's true. Um, Yeah, they, they call... Um, yeah, there's like... What's he called? Like, he calls somebody... A, uh, this officer goes... He introduces him as a sincere man with a good reputation. Doesn't say he's been on a case. Doesn't say he knows shit about anything. Yeah. Calls him, and, and the guy is like, if these things are happening, or no, Tarallo's like, if these things are happening, there should be a national task force. <laughs> this, is, this is just unacceptable. This impasse. <laughs> like, a national Satan task force. Okay. Yeah. All right. And... and- you know, going back to they, the network of enablers, the so-called mm-hmm. experts and so forth. And then, as I said, Maury Terry becomes very good friends with lots of police. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's this inclination of they wanted to believe that Berkowitz, the son of Sam, mm-hmm. was part of a larger group. And right, then, right, right, right. Terry posits that he's part of a network of serial killers all operating throughout the United States. And... He's friends with a couple of NYPD, and so he gets them to believe it. And then they convince other cops, even though they don't see anything, and there's never mm-hmm. any evidence. They they start trying to connect other cases 
to it with circumstantial stuff, but that's what powers that book, the ultimate evil. And that, that book is why Terry is there, you know, cause that, mm-hmm. and if, if you, <laughs> if you're in our age group, remember the science fiction and fantasy book club. Yeah. Um, ultimate evil was always a pick. It was always one of the ones mm. you with your introductory five books that has like the wolf's head, like jumping from the butt. It's like the ultimate. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> and it's, and the funny thing is the reporting that when he does the straight reporting of what happened with Berkowitz, it is pretty straightforward. This is what happened in the summer of, you know, the seventies, blah, blah, blah. Great and, Spike Lee movie around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite. And this is what, but then when it gets past that, it goes like completely bonkers mm-hmm. and tries to pull in like fire Island and the gay community and like all oh, this other stuff that, you know, anything that's like fringe, you know, it's part of the vast network and they bring in this church murder that was supposedly committed by the husband killing the wife. It turns out it was the security guard that they tested. They proved <laughs> oh, it with DNA. They interviewed the security guard and let him go. And, but, and then 20 years later, um, somebody decided, you know, let's reopen that. Let's see if we can get the DNA and, Sure enough, it was the damn security guard they let go. But she was murdered in a church, and they tried to make that part of the network, Mm. but it wasn't. It was random. The security guard Mm. attacked and killed her because he was a nut. Yeah. Uh, There's something we... um, I want to mention, in case people are familiar with this Geraldo video, there's a section of it where we're intentionally... um, not going over the McMartin uh, yeah. situation, which we'll be talking about on the next installment of Products of the Panic. So I just wanted to note that um, <clears throat> we're there, which uh, involves a lot of children, and they get this whole thing about listen to the children. That's a big thing, which I feel like today's conservatives probably want anything but that. Yeah, and and we don't want to, uh, if you don't know about it, we don't want to do too many spoilers or get too deep into the McMartin thing, but Mm -hmm. um, just to address its place in this special, um, when the McMartin preschool accusations were made, it kicked off a landslide of other accusations at places across the country, and I think in Canada, so there's Mm -hmm. the uh, North American... <laughs> angle. America. I think there were a couple of <clears throat> accusations, but it it caused a lot of legal problems and f- firestorm. And at this point, this this eighty eight point uh, trial wasn't over yet. Um, it would not be completely resolved until nineteen ninety. And um, I will say that Ray Bucky, one of the principals, spent five years in jail without bail during mm. the process. And it's we'll, we'll get to it, but. Wow, it, what a mistake! Yeah. This is still uh, one of the most expensive individual criminal trials in the history of the United States. <laughs> yeah, there. It's it's just insane. We we'll get to a a uh, telling of it and yeah. such, but um, yeah, they have the the one thing they do like to scare is like your children. Their children, Satanists, are gonna don't let your children become a Satanist. Don't let uh, your children get killed by Satanists because we're all over this whole the scare. Um, they do bring on one last guy to talk to, and I like 
how he wants to tell an aside, and Geraldo's like, tell it briefly, Sean. Um, but yeah, so that's it's kind of like what what happens here is there's no evidence. There's not like it's all they they. It's a very manipulatively edited with lots of scare tactics, um, clips from movies used as actual events, um, actors obviously saying things. Like, it's ridiculous and how hokey. But this was, I mean, seen and believed, I would imagine. This was like, wow, they're really getting to our, our stuff here, and this shouldn't, I mean... Like, I don't believe for a second Geraldo believes in this. I believe Geraldo believes he can get some big special out of this and get some airtime and stuff, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's just so point and yell at somebody rather, you know, you're all like Satan. There you are. Yeah. And and I feel like, um, it, you know, I made the joke about it's trying to make the panic last a little bit longer. Yeah. Because at this point, it was starting to wind down a little bit culturally. The uh, um, heavy metal uh, subliminal lyrics, suicide trials would be wrapped by 1990. The McMartin trial wraps in 90. There's still and, um, the, the Oak Hill um, satanic. It happened in 91. That's mm-hmm. still to come. Yeah. It happens, but. But there, there's just a lot of stuff that's that's winding down, and they start ramping up their attacks on mm-hmm. uh, hip hop in particular, and yeah, you know, Spike Lee, and there, a lot of it turns toward black culture, right? You know, '89 is when uh, "Do the Right Thing" comes out, and you've got Joe Klein writing, and you know, this movie's going to cause riots, and Roger Ebert saying, "You're full of shit. This yeah. is this is a great American movie." And uh, you had the panic over hip hop lyrics and two live crew and everything, and so got down to it became censorship became the yeah, and so it it the tides shift. Crap! We pushed yeah. them off of heavy metal, and then they found black music. Ah! <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but metal is also despite the fact that you know we do hear a lot about how um nirvana destroyed hair metal in 1991 uh, a lot of that was shifting a little bit anyway because guns and roses comes in and they're mm-hmm. kind of a bridge and metallica gets really popular and right. there's an authenticity about guns and metallica that doesn't exist in many of those other bands so who by 1990 even you know into 91 before the big September when all those albums come out, blood sugar, sex, magic and bad motor finger and never right. mind, all came out on the same day. Um, but guns and roses and Metallica have already taken over metal. Yeah. And then Pantera is there and it's a completely different kind of mm-hmm. deal. And so rock is about to shift anyway, Yeah, but hip hop blows up in a real big way at the same time. And that becomes the new thing to attack. You've got NWA, you've got two live crew, you've got um, body count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these become George Bush talking about sister soldier. <laughs> Geraldo never did a special on that, did he? Uh, on hip hop? I don't yeah. think so. 
Mm. He probably did episodes because his talk show was running by that time. Yeah. His talk show starts in the late 80s. And then uh, when it gets canceled, he goes to Fox News. Gotcha. Would you say, like, remember John Stossel? Dude. Okay. Was he like, is he like, (laughs) is he like economics Geraldo? Is that what he does? John Stossel has bedeviled me multiple times. Um, When I was was teaching at St. Mary of the Woods, uh, the president at the time, Dave Bears, super nice guy. His daughter, Beth, star of Two Broke Girls Mm. and Neighborhood. Um, Dave, big fan of Thor. So I think I I hope that Beth introduced him to Kat Dennings. But anyway, (laughs) um, so Dave asked me uh, if I wanted to go to a uh, chamber of commerce dinner one time or a luncheon and they had some journalism speakers and John Stossel was one of them and a more self-inflated gas bag of a speaker I have rarely encountered. And after it was over, I thought I'll never have to see that fucking guy again. Fast forward 2018 Uh-oh. in the fellowship uh, class that I'm in uh, when I started the uh, Saturday evening post. And some of us were in this journalism fellowship as well. Go to Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, for part of it, we go to San Jose for another part of it. To, and there's some speakers that are brought in. And I'll be goddamn if John fucking Stossel isn't one of the speakers who's in the room that comes in to talk. And ah! that had gotten worse. And not only was he a self-important gas bag, he verbally, assault, <laughs> verbally assaulted one of my uh, classmates in that group and just ripped on her because he's a dick. And it was kind of funny because this, this, uh, um, a lot of the group leaned conservative because of the Mm -hmm. nature of the group, but the post guys weren't. (laughs) And then he had some people in the middle and this one particular, uh, young lady, very smart, very articulate, very environmentally centered, more center left, but mainly like real left on environmental stuff. And she was asking a question and he just lit into her about stuff. And it was one of those things that it was so bad that the room instantly turned on him that everybody turned on stuff. And it wasn't so much that like anything, anybody said anything, but like the attitude kind of shifted. And um, some of us had been taking notes to talk about stuff. And I was sitting like right at the front table and I just closed my book and turned the book over on the other side, the sat back. And <laughs> I, I think that there is like, a, he kind of knew he lost the room. Oh, geez. I tried to reframe it, but it was like my, my friend, Chris Wakefield and I were talking and Wakefield said, I think if he'd gone another couple of sentences, I would have stood up. Oh. And, you know, but it was just one of those things where it's like, he, Stossel like had that self-righteous dickhead about him. And yeah. when you mentioned that, I mean, I have to tell that story because fuck that guy. But at the yeah. same time, that drips off of Geraldo. Mm-hmm. So much of this special that this self-appointed, you know, virtue-filled lion of journalism, when we all know he opened Al Capone's vault the year before, we all know. <laughs> right. All yeah, this is well bullshit. into the he's a failure type yeah. thing with that. And he, you know, just these these guys, a lot of these TV guys, um, just get to bounce along. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, and especially once they enter the 
the right wing track they just go further down the thing because some of those guys that started on fox found themselves on you know newsmax and oan and all these other things after they've kind of outlived their usefulness to them yeah so yeah and he's yeah he's still on fox i believe Stossel might be. Or St- well, Stossel or... Uh, I think Geraldo yeah, went somewhere Geraldo else. Still- Did he help Geraldo leave? I think that in the aftermath of some of the stuff, uh, post-Trump stuff, I think he might be somewhere else. Gotcha. But I, I have to admit, I don't watch I, that. I, I don't. Yeah. No, I, I don't <laughs> watch it either. I've just seen where, like... I've seen, I remember the past like year seeing articles about Geraldo going against the grain over there at Fox News and yeah, getting he, pissed. Yeah, he was... On the five until this year. Gotcha. But um, so at some point this year, he's no longer on that show. At least he quit Fox news. Well, okay, here, I'll, I'll read you. He joined the five in 2022 as one of the rotating liberal co-hosts. Oh, he announced on June 21st, 2023, he'd be departing the program on June 30th, but remaining with the network a week later, he announced he'd been fired hours before his scheduled June 29th appearance. As a result, he quit Fox News after 23 years, citing, quote-unquote, growing tension that goes beyond editorial differences and personal annoyances and gripes. Oh. So, um, but apparently he he ran afoul of the network for calling out uh, anchors for um, what they did in response to January 6th. Oh, okay. So maybe a face turn, but... (laughs) He, he apparently took Hannity to task and some other people for not owning up to what was actually going on. Gotcha. And, but, you know, I, I've, th- this is very recent still. I mean, we're, this yeah. is June. And since I wasn't paying any attention to it, then, you know, yeah. I haven't seen anything that further that's developed. But, hmm. and, and the end of June, even. So we're talking this July, August now. So maybe his contract still prevents him from going to, someplace oh, else. Oh yeah, he's probably got a uh, non-compete for a, at least a period of time, probably a year. But, but like you said, in the Today Show didn't want him to come on to promote the the Satan special, and I imagine yeah. there are quite a few news programs or maybe even whole networks will say, yeah, maybe not so much Geraldo. <laughs> that hack? Oof, we've had enough Geraldo. Because we they... Yep. Well, and uh, to be fair, um, I, I've got to say, in in terms of the talk show hosts po- propagating this stuff, um, we can't let Oprah escape because oh. in 1988, um, she had Laurel Rose Wilson, who wrote a book called Satan's Underground, which came out about the same time. I don't know if this special influenced that title or that title influenced this special title, but she was another SRA uh, recovered memories person. And she and Michelle Smith from Michelle Remembers both appeared on Oprah in a 1988 episode where Oprah didn't question the authenticity of those at all. And everything was presented directly as fact as if it happened. It was in the books. And the special part about that is Wilson in particular, after she got busted for being a fake, especially for being too old based on Mm -hmm. the stuff she's writing about reinvented herself as Laurel Grabowski, a Holocaust survivor. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So, so but but think about how much fucking trouble and torment these people caused. Yeah, too, by lying about this stuff because they're 
the those books and those narratives fed all of this stuff. They certainly fed McMartin. Oh yeah. And all of those things. I mean, they, these people led to livelihoods and businesses being destroyed and people they're, they're they get put as like expert witnesses. Their testimonies are are reference documents. They're, you know, they, they one of them uh, was a McMartin witness even. And it's it's crazy town. It's mm-hmm. crazy town the way it, it was Salem witch trials stuff. Yeah. It was, you know, which I don't know, which one of my favorite things in recent years is that there's a, a theory based on descriptions of the food stores and everything that um, because of fungal growth in the Salem area, everybody might have been tripping balls. Right. So maybe they did see giant birds and stuff. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's I funny. saw Goody Proctor and she was flying. Well, uh-huh. I admit I was flying myself for a couple hours last night. Right. You know, these but, exorcisms uh, or seizures or schizophrenia, as you might like to call them. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like the thing of when more people were diagnosed with autism and the knee jerk reaction was, what's causing autism? It's like, well, maybe the diagnosis just got better. Yeah. Maybe we identify it now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we identify epilepsy instead of possession. So right. wow, look at how those epilepsy diagnoses went up. <laughs> yeah. Now we know what we're looking for. It's like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, diabetes gets diagnosed more readily now than when, you know, the 1800s. <laughs> right. Have. Yeah. It goes yeah. down and yeah. And we all get phones and videos and all of a sudden, uh, UFO sightings go down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, I, with with this special, um, kind of like you said before, I, th- I think the insinuation is that it really was a rough precursor of what whole networks would be like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that Geraldo does with the whataboutism and asking a question, and then when the person starts to answer it, switching to another question is exactly the Ben Shapiro model. Right. The Gish Gallup, where it's, um, you know, you didn't answer fast enough. You must be blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, I always talk about the South Park episode of Johnny Cochran. Like, Look at the Wookiee. Oh, yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. Yes. Same thing. Same thing. Where you, you just throw a bunch of stuff out and try to, to smoke screen because you don't have any evidence. You don't have a clear thing Mm -hmm. and um again like brandon said this uh this period informs a lot of the modern conspiracy theories yep that a lot of the 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 prototype the pattern for how those things are distributed is there but the twist is the internet makes it way worse (laughs) yeah yeah if you missed this geraldo special you didn't tape it. You might get hearsay and just forget about it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't re-aired, or it wasn't uh, do your own research. Yeah. Well, you mean I have to go to the library? I'm not going to do that. No. But but I know I, I know it's right because a guy on YouTube told me <laughs> these Satanists are the cleanest, most diabolical scheming killers we've ever seen. They're all over the place. No one gets caught. The cover-ups, the police can't get involved. The yeah. medical examinators, oh. 
And the police even have videos to look for it, as you showed me. I do like the the one cop in, uh, was it San Francisco with the hat, whose accent kept changing the longer he talked? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, God. They're, they're I wouldn't surprise me at all that they're all over the country. It's like, dude, you don't even know what part of the country you're from. Your accent <laughs> sentence you speak. I'm American. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, that'll that'll wrap us up here for the uh, Geraldo uh, Devil Worship special from 1988 October night. So the Halloween season. <laughs> let's let's stir up the panic for everybody, um, and that'll do it for another installment of the Prize of the Panic. So uh, we will actually be back with another installment of this for you uh, next month. So stay tuned for a November product of the Panic. It'll be right after Halloween. Um, the first, probably the first episode of November. Uh, but until then, Troy, where can people keep up with you and um, donate to our worshiping Satan cause? Well, um, I write for. Wait for it. We're gonna we're gonna do it, Brandon. I'm the executive editor of the Saturday Evening Post. All right. <laughs> and so uh, you can find a lot of my work at thesaturdayeveningpost.com, and um, you can find me on Facebook. And I'm still. Uh, lingering around X for whatever ungodly reason. And then uh, also Instagram, just Troy Brownfield or Troy.Brownfield. I'm sure you'll be able to find. All right. And I'm on uh, X and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work is on YSNOBlue.com. Also, as always, check out popcon.us. Uh, especially for information regarding the podcast awards and the live podcast stage there. And then uh, next time here on the show, uh, Jessica and Greg are back with me, and we're going to take a look at Rob Zombie's Firefly Family Trilogy. Firefly Family Trilogy. I said that really weird. Uh, like the Firefly Family Trilogy, but no, uh, the Firefly Family Trilogy, which is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. Say to it. Um, One of the uh, best unironic uses of free bird you'll ever find. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, till then, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs>